you're amazing. Uh, welcome, welcome, my lovelies. Welcome to another Naked Football show in the studio tonight. A welcome back, Mr. Matt Makin. Matt, um, I th- well, I saw you the other week before the football, and uh, I thought when you said, oh, come on the show, I thought, was it only a couple of weeks ago you were on? No, it was actually August the last time was you were really? on. Was it really? Yeah. Great. I know. I it was more recently than that. Well, that's what I thought, <laughs> but I looked it up, and I think, yeah, it's just that the uh, time goes, doesn't it, so yeah. fast. Anyway, welcome Matt Makin, how are you? I'm very well, thank you GB, thank you very much for having me back. Well, it's a pleasure, it's always a pleasure to have you on Matt, God, as you know. So kind. <sighs> That's why we play that romantic music. <laughs> um, before we go into the usual uh, melange of uh, tweets, emails, etc, etc, what have you made so far? I mean, there's been a lot happening over the last couple of weeks, even though there's not been much football. Yeah, it's not exactly been quiet, has it? Um, it seems to have been almost non-stop since the, the first Barrow game, really. Um, wasn't expecting Paul Cook to be sacked as no. soon as he was, no. Um, wasn't quite expecting the appointment that we've got in terms of Kieran McKenna. A pleasant surprise. Absolutely. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. At the moment. At yeah. the moment. But um, I, it's a promising appointment. I I, I prefer something like this to, uh, and I, I'm going to sort of have to disagree with, with the venerable David Diamond that I, I didn't want a Warnock type, or particularly Warnock himself, but I didn't no. want a Warnock type figure coming in. Um, Kieran McKenna's appointment seems to suggest a bit of long-term planning and I'll admit I had no idea who he was until about 48 hours before he was appointed but having read up on what he did at Spurs as well as Manchester United as a young coach um, and and the approach we took in the Wickham game I'm I'm confident so far quietly confident yeah it's interesting that the Man United fans were some of them were saying well you're welcome to him because we've been playing rubbish and uh, he's gone now he's been away for a couple of weeks and look what United did the other night (laughs) Yeah, without I, him, there, there's a lot. There's been a lot going on at Man United with with Solskjaer before he went, and let's face it, Mourinho. Say what you like about him, now he's probably one of the best managers of his generation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Saw fit to promote McKenna to the first team. Solskjaer kept him on, and Rangnick wanted to keep him as well. Um, so I'll, I'll be honest, I'm probably more likely to listen to certainly Mourinho and Rangnick over. Um. Uh, Man United fans on the forum on Twitter and yeah. a few of the Man United fans I've spoken to have said he's he's probably just caught in the wake of the general malaise at Manchester United yeah. of, like, of late really yeah yeah um, I was going to say I was just <laughs> sorry something popped up on my computer I got so excited lest you do oh uh, <laughs> yeah um, it doesn't really matter should we just go into tweets unless there's something you want to say before we do do such a thing no, 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 no. Let's 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 go to the tweets. There's quite a, quite a few good ones this week. Yes, there is indeed. These are as they came in, as per normal. Um, Mullet, ah, good to see you briefly in the walk into the Wickham game. GB, hope you're well. Yes, Mullet, I waved at you, but I wasn't sure it was you. I'm never sure about which is you and which is senior Mullet. He's, he's neglected to mention that he was at the pub with me beforehand and walking to the ground with me when, yeah. when you saw him. So. I know, well, I was talking to you I, and I know everyone was there. Your card's marked, Mullet. <laughs> yes, Mullet, come and, come and give me a kiss next time. You know you want to. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, hello, Mullet. Uh, Rich, this is Rich, um, also of uh, the Blue Monday podcast. Hi, GB, hi, MM, not that one. No. Not that one. Tuesday, Tuesday. Who's your ITFC women 
play of the season so far. And this one has been stumping me all day, Mr. Woodward. So thank you very much for your question. I I, I can't actually pick. There's not really any daylight. I I think obviously Natasha Thomas has, has got the headlines for breaking the goal record and and playing well. But I think Bonnie Horwood has been very good, um, stepping up, um, taking the armband while Blue Wilson's injured. Um, but there's argument. Abby Lafayette really. Um, she she's been brilliant, and especially with her set pieces, it's it's very very difficult. Uh, just there is so many strong candidates in that in that side, both sort of the the, the class of twenty nineteen, so to speak, those ones that have been playing together right from the youth setup, and even those signings and Sarah Quantrill as well. I mean, yes, okay. we shipped three goals against Oxford just before Christmas, but mm. prior to that, she's she's hardly had anything to do. But when she's had stuff to do, she's done it very very well. So. That, that's my roundabout way of not answering your question, Rich. <laughs> well, I'll answer mine because I think, actually, I had this discussion with Rich before. I, I put Paige Peak because I think she's, I mean, she's still only a teenager. Mm. She looks like she's been playing all her life. Mm. She's a sign of a good player is to have look like you've got time on the ball. She always mm. looks time on the ball. She strikes the ball probably better than I ever did. Mm. Um, so I'd have Paige Peak. That was easy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's another good one, and that's what I mean. I I just honestly I saw that tweet come in this morning. I've been thinking about it all day and not been able to pick. You've one been so stressed, head and shoulders above. Yeah. <laughs> he came in sweating. He said, "I've got to answer this question from Rich. I don't know how I'm going to manage it." It's that master interviewer, Richard. He's, he's he always is, good yeah. with the questions. Yeah, he's the um, uh, what's the guy? The Scottish guy who used to do the interviews. He's very good, even though he's. He went on to GB News oh, and then, quite, then promptly Neil. left. Andrew yeah. Neil. Yes, yeah. Love him or hate him, he's very good at what he does. Mm. Uh, most people don't like him, but anyway, <laughs> hey ho. This is from Jules, Julian Hughes. Hello, Jules. A good evening, GB and Matt. Happy New Year to both of you. Willow's question is: If you were both female, who out of the current squad would you have a crush on? Ooh. Over to you, Matt. Over to. I me. think my microphone's broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, taking away what gender I be, if I was if I was to have a crush on anyone, really, I don't, I don't know. There's something about Wes Burns, isn't there? Really? Mm, oh, he's got nice thighs. He's got nice thighs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I had to, if I had to pick, Wes, Wes Burns. Uh, well, yeah, it looks like Wes Burns wins that one anyway. Um, Kevin Beatty Foundation. That's young Malk. Hello, Malk. Hi, guys. First, happy New Year to you both. Thank you, Malk, and you. Thank you, Malk. Two questions, if I may. Oof. <laughs> Presumptuous of you, Malk. Uh, as a massive supporter of Norwood, James Norwood, basically, mm-hmm. uh, has he done enough to be taken off the transfer list? Uh, split it into two. Shall I? Yes or no? Um, yeah, well, short-term form, yeah. Three three goals in three league games. You, you can't argue with that. And he seems to be developing a good partnership with uh, Macaulay Bond, the Bash Brothers. Bash Brothers, uh, yeah. Being referred to now. And you can definitely see their, their non-league routes. Um, I would, I would not want to be a defender up against them for ninety no, minutes no. because they both move a lot. I think on the short term, yes, yeah, I think he has done enough. Off, off field, he's he's been problematic, particularly of late. It does sound like it's been more of a falling out with the hierarchy rather than Paul Cook. With some of the tweets that Norwood put it's out, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Whether that's Ashton specifically or just in general, they felt he's not good for the new brand. Um, that they want in the club, but on field he's doing the job. He's, he's arguably I I wouldn't be against seeing Norwood and Bond starting up front again um, for Gillingham on Saturday. No, absolutely. I, I well, Malk knows. I I feel the same way. I've always rated Norwood. His goal, his goal rate is um, 
even when he was injured and struggling, he had the serious injury, then he came back too early possibly and got little niggles. Even then he was still scoring one in three mm. as opposed to two in three. I mean, that's not bad at all. My worry is, is just, is, again, it's that injury record he's got and whether he's going to pop a hamstring again because that, that seems to be the same injury he gets yeah. time and time and you do wonder if there's, if there's a weakness there at that point. Well, Touchwood, having... If you count these under-23 games, he's mm. played the last six, I think, and hasn't been injured yet, yeah. so touch wood. Yeah. You see, Kieran Dyer, he commented that Kieran Dyer did a lot for him when he was banished to the under-23s mm. and fitness, and I suspect Kieran, from his own experiences, was probably able to put an arm around him and say, look, I've been here, I've done what you've done, you know. It makes you wonder how... I mean, it must have been John McGreal who said, right, if you want me to take over temporarily, I want Norwood back in the squad. Mm. Because other, so whether it's Ashton or Cook, we well, don't know. That's it. It doesn't kind of, yeah, yeah. Norwood said it wasn't a falling out with Cook, but he's been allowed back in the side, so it suggests almost it was a falling out. I don't, it's yeah. one of those things we'll, we'll never know, really. I, I don't think will we? No, no. It seems more Cook than Ashton because initially mm. I thought Ashton because I know he has a bit of history with, you know, mm. trying to be a number one. Um, but then you think, well. Would Ashton have just acquiesced, that's a good word, when, when um, McGreal just said, I'd like him to play? I don't know. So, yeah. um, anyway, that's a long-winded answer to that one, but we both agree he should be playing. Uh, also, will you be following the fans horse? Oh, yeah, BT is back tomorrow at 1 o'clock at Newcastle. Keep up the great work and shows thanks for that, Mal. Um, yes, I think we should uh, put a fiver on that. BD is back at Newcastle, one o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not much of a horse racer, no, man, nor but, me. But my father-in-law is, so if I forget to check, I'm almost certain he will. Um, he'll keep me updated. Well, if you want him to win, then I'd better not put money on it. <laughs> um, t- thanks for that, Mal. Tom Baines, uh, Paul Cook bought himself some nice new specs. With the severance package shown on his Sky, oh I see, yeah, on the Sky yeah. interview, if you were sacked as a manager, what would be the first thing you'd buy to make you feel better? Mine would probably involve alcohol. Oh, you've stolen my answer. I mean, uh-huh. it, it would be it probably be a trip up to the Adams store at Woodbridge. I think. Yeah. Better, better, better range than just picking up Adams at the supermarket. Well, that is true. That is true. Yeah. And you can't get Explorer anywhere else. And you can get a, an Adams glass and all that. Can uh, you? And yeah. oh, if I come home with any more Adams glasses, Mrs. Making's uh, changing the locks. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adams glasses have locks on them, do they? Um, <laughs> Mrs. Nuts, uh, it was good to see Mr. McKenna not wearing a prison-style tracksuit on the touchline for the first game in charge. I expect, like the rest of us, he's wary of lockdown leisure wear. Would you like to comment on that, Matt? Or? I thought he looked quite smart and professional he does, when he came out the tunnel. He does. Un- understated smart, almost. Is there a little crush on uh, going on there, Mrs. Nuts, by any chance? Mm. Moving on, Lee. <laughs> Evening, gents. So with rumbling surrounding the departure of PC now starting to surface after his Sky interview, do you think he was still harshly dealt with? He still seems to think things were improving and seemed oblivious to us needing early success, which I find odd. I I still think it was the right decision. I thought it was the right decision at the time. I've seen some clips of that Sky interview that have been doing the rounds on social media today. And again, he's only talked about the games this season and he's not talked about the the chunk of the season he had at the end of last season 
when we were what seventh and point two points off the playoffs, mm. and, and we ended up finishing well out of the the playoff race. You know, and you, you've got to measure him over the forty four games he was in charge. Um, and he said he was going to be demolition man. He was true to his word, and he he rebuilt that squad. And I I don't think we we've been stumbling through this season. Um, and I think obviously. We all thought after the Wickham game, or oh, this this might have finally we found this gel or click or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. And then it's all petered off. And I went to the Barrow game at home, and that was that. And I was at the Arsenal under twenty ones before that as well in the Pizza Trophy. I I think it was the right decision. Yeah. I still think it's the right decision. Um. I, I feel for him. I I liked Paul Cook. I thought he, at the time he was a good appointment. I loved his energy. I went to the last fans forum and he was there and yes, he was very you. very affable and came across really well. But I had got to. Ju- it's a results based game and he wasn't getting the results. I think I was just surprised because I'm so used to Marcus Evans letting managers hang on for a season or two longer mm. than they need to, sort of a la Lambert and even Mick to an extent. Yeah. No, I agree. And also people who say, well, you know, he, he, well, for a start, it was him that kicked out all the other players mm. first. So for, for when he said on the interview, you know, I, well, we had to change, we lost so many players and then mm. got so many in. It was his, yeah. he wanted to do that for a start. But yeah. also Wigan did something very similar and not where they are compared to. Yeah. I think it's always the key that it's, it, and again, we'll never know the answer to it is if Liam Richardson hadn't got the Wigan job and had come in the summer, yeah. as I think was planned originally yeah. would it be different you, you always talk you always hear Norwich fans talk about the fact that Lambert was never the same without Culverhouse, Culverhouse and, yeah, yeah. you know Mix always had Terry with him and um, Clough always had Taylor with him you know and when Clough didn't have Taylor with him well he only lasted 30, was it 33 mm. days at Leeds so yeah. there's something to be said yeah. for the older school manager having that number two to yeah and then that off. was the other thing even without Liam Richardson he didn't want a number two and no. I think that's that's not a good idea. And I he think got, you need to bounce things off players. And he oh, got sorry, the back from appointments wrong. Really, there was a lot of inexperience there. And well, yeah, and and Franny Jeffers, regardless of his past, which uh, we know too much about as well, um, he's a striker. What's he doing as a defensive coach? Mm. That's no. Well, bonkers. he wasn't a kit man though, was he? <laughs> <laughs> no, there is that. There is that. I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you could have make a coach the first team coach, the bus they drive around in. Yeah, that could be the that could be what Martin Pert was doing when they all arrived on the coach on the, on, on the before the Wickham game. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what we mean. <laughs> um, Andrew, where do you stand on the goalkeeping debate? If Walton is recalled, do you put faith in Hadley, in Kladke or get a replacement in? Oh, it's a tough one because. Mm. I like him, and he, he was all right against Wickham, wasn't he? He, he was, was, yeah. I, I, he was a little bit wobbly in the first half. He, he, he still doesn't claim the ball as confidently as I'd like. You know, there was a couple of times. Certainly, the one that one in the first half, he punched it out. Punched when he could I think Morsey yeah. went over and had a quick word with him afterwards, and I imagine it was along the lines of, "Please don't do that again. Thank you yeah. very much. Possibly a yeah. little bit more blue." Um, I mean, it's interesting, obviously, Andy Warren from the East Anglian broke that we seem to be making a play to get Walton permanently, so the, the question might not need answering, but it, yeah, it's difficult. But I mean, I think if we get another permanent keeper, whether it's Walton or somebody else, do we need three first-team keepers on the books? And um, I think then maybe poor old Thomas Hody is 
we, we have seen the last of him, which is a shame because again, he seems like a very nice character. He does, yes. He uh, walked past are, me in town once, and he really is tall. I know. You don't, until you're up, you, even so as close to the goal, goal as I sit in the churchman's. You don't realise how tall he is until he walks past. He was a very tall man. I know. I, I talked to him in, well, briefly talked to him in Felixstowe a couple of years back, and uh, yeah, very, very sort of looking up to the sky. Yeah. Lose a lot on the radio. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at the ceiling. Um, yeah, and the fans like him, and he likes the fans, yeah. and he loves it here. But hey ho, as you say, I think you could be right there. Um, Alex Morton, hello, Alex. Given the shortage of left back, should Kenlock come back into the squad? That's a good one. Mm, yeah, because I think I don't think we'll see Colson in a town shirt again. Um, Do you not? No. Well, I mean the games I've seen him play. Which yeah, isn't many, I think he's just more been he's unlucky with injury. Player. Whether, but has he always, or is it just since he's been? Well, apparently, here? he's been back up at Middlesbrough for yeah, no, rehab and treatment. Yeah. So. Uh, I I don't know Kenlock when when I've seen him in cup games this season he he's still flat to deceive really um, it's a shame because there is that emotional tie he's come through the academy yeah he's one and of all of this he's yeah. one at one of our own and all of that but I don't know I I'd, I'd rather see us maybe when it, either Colson comes back in or we we look at sort of making a signing I don't I don't think Kenlock's the answer Penny. Really. He's, He's he's blown hot and cold, really, hasn't he? Yeah. He's, he he started off okay, but the last couple of games he's not. I don't know. It'd be, inter- be interesting to see what McKenna will get out of Penny. That that could make a difference. We could see a completely different Matt Penny because it is always nice to have a mat in there, really. To be fair. <laughs> a mat as opposed to a carpet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, no, I've not heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> No, of course you wouldn't have done, would you? Um, view from the U2, this is Bono, of course. Hello, uh, Bono. Hello, Bono. Hello, Bono. Um, happy New Year to all. Thank you, Bono, and same to you. A question for Matt. Uh, can you tell us your favourite Ipswich Town shirt to wear for Football Shirt Friday, and why, please? <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I jumped on Rich Woodward's uh, Football Shirt Friday weekly bandwagon right back at the first lockdown. Um so probably my favourite is wearing my Wembley 2000 playoff one because I was I was 14 then and you know that that's that's my kind of growing up era you know the the Burley team in the late 90s early 2000s although I have to that is a replica it's not an original but if I have to pick an original it is my white TXU energy away shirt because I do like a nice away shirt white away shirt that mm. is. God, that was the time when we were successful, wasn't it? Yeah. In Russia and yeah. tell kids that they don't believe you now. No, the, yeah, I know that's Monty Python, isn't it? <laughs> um, thank you. Keep up the good work and come on, you blues. Thanks for that, Bono. Right, Izzy, this came in last week, but it's still relevant. Uh, hi, Graham. I had a thought about what you and Rowena were discussing last week concerning matches being postponed due to the high number of players who tested positive. You compared it to people working in areas like hospitals, the police, teachers, blah blah blah. Um, I'll, I'll try and cut to the chase. If too few teachers can get to school due to bad weather, schools do close. When hospitals are suffering from staff shortages, they call in agency staff. Blah. Police and fire brigade do things like calling in people who are on leave. But who can a football team call on to cover excessive players, excessive numbers of players being ill? The players all have to be registered with the league, so any team can ha- only has a finite pool of players to call on. So if they really don't have enough players to field a team, it seems only right to me for the game to be postponed. This is a big um, subject, actually, isn't it? It is, and I could, I could probably talk all day about it. I yeah. mean, I think you have to consider, although there's registered players, there are younger players that, that get around that 
that registration on, so they don't have to be in year 22. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know what's gone on at Gillingham and Lincoln, which obviously the, the two most recent games we've had well, called is, off. Isn't tonight's semi-final called off as well? Is well, it? It, it is, and that, that, that seems to be ripping right through. I think Liverpool have uh, actually closed their training ground now. Right, okay. But I mean, I think ultimately, I, I'm interested to know exactly what, um, verification the EFL are doing when teams are telling them this because I I do wonder if it's actually they've got more injuries out than COVID and really if you well, this did, is it outside mm. of COVID if you had a lot of injuries would you be calling a game off no you'd be bringing your under 23s in exactly. Bolton weren't allowed to call games exactly. off a um, yeah. couple of seasons ago um, when when us and everybody else was tonking them at the start of that season yeah. um, it's an interesting one but I think ultimately the responsibility also lies with the EFL to kind of actually enforce the rules that they put in about if you can muster Field 13 outfields yeah, exactly. and a goalie, then you're good to go. I mean, I, I wouldn't possibly want to comment on what happened with Gillingham and Lincoln, but it is frustrating because we've got to play these games at some point. It's So if teams are maybe possibly bending the rules mm. because they've got injuries as well, it's a short-term stop because they're going to have to try and squeeze these games in especially when the season really can't overrun because next season needs to start on time overall yeah. because world we've cup. got a winter world cup this year and yeah and of course but they're probably relying on the fact that if they're pulling calling games off and getting fisty congestion the teams involved are also got the same problem so yeah. now we're, we're going to have a congestion having to play yeah. Lincoln who purely by coincidence signed a the was it Swansea wonder kid um, on loan straight after cancelling ah, their game. So, interesting, I've missed that one. Yeah, no. It's also completely coincidental that um, at the time they were postponed, Gillingham and Lincoln were the bottom two teams in the yes, exactly. As well, yeah, if you look at Absolute coincidence, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I think it was one of the... Was it Kings of Anglia they were saying? Mm. You know, it's, it seems that they, teams with a lot of injuries as well seem to mm. suddenly have a lot of COVID. Do. And you, does worry about what them. what COVID protocols those clubs got in place because we've proved that we can do it. We've had yeah. a, a handful of cases, but yeah. we've not had to call a game off. We've, by all accounts, been held up consistently at EFL meetings yeah. as a club doing it right. So let's face. I mean, even, even under Marcus Evans, we seem to be getting it right. So look, let's face it. If Marcus Evans can get it right. <laughs> anyone can get anyway. it right. Right. We have to keep moving on. We're nearly at the end of the show, Matt. Um, oh, good evening, Nako. That must be me. Good evening, Mako. Love the shows. Yeah, Shoko, oh, very good. Uh, this is slower ball, of course. Nothing like a few games being cancelled due to COVID to extend an unbeaten run. At this rate, we could remain unbeaten for the rest of the season. <laughs> Mr Cook, ex of this parish, has been interviewed. Some interesting content. He feels that he was sent packing too soon. Does the panel think that Cook got the boot too early or was the timing of his departure about right? With a 29% win ratio and the significant cash injection of vaccination against relegation perhaps uh-huh. um, there were greater expectations from both the fans and the new owners time wasn't on his side and I feel that it was time for him to go fingers crossed for McKenna so far he's done nothing to improve our throw-ins as such the jury's still out uh, God bless Gus Ullenbeck um, fairly quickly do you want to comment on that Matt thanks for that slow ball yeah Sorry, I think I go back to what I said I, I think it was the right decision I Slow has pretty much said what I said really it's it's results based and however much you liked him I just think it hadn't got to the point where we were united internally as well this debate it was still kind of on the fence whether or not it would still work with Paul Cook Um, we're not again we're not used to having owners that take quick action so normally by the time they get to 
Mark Adams got the bidding a manager. Everybody, virtually everybody wanted mm. them out. So, and I think performances at uh, that was at Wickham, wasn't it? And at Portsmouth show that there's, the players are there. We've got yeah. enough good players now, oh, which is why the crowds are going up as well. Um, but it did make you wonder what's going on with the sort of tactics and formation and rigidly sticking to one up front as well. Yeah. Whereas McKenna's come in, the first thing I noticed was the way he was moving the back to central defenders yeah. as soon as there's a gap go into the gap don't just stand there which is what's up, up front as well we seem to be moving we seem to sort of move between a 3-5-2 and a 3-4-3 yeah. against yeah. Wickham depending on whether we were on or off the ball and um, Norwood would go out wider and I would go out wide and then you'd sort of move to more with sort of Norwood yeah. pairing up in that too so uh, the flexibility is good and, and McKenna was quite clear early on that he's going to be flexible and it's yeah. not about rigidly sticking to a formation right uh Quick prediction for Saturday. Assuming that's on, it could be cancelled at any minute of the way things are going. Well, you'd hope not with Gillingham having already called it off once. I'm going to go confident and say 3-0 to Ipswich. Bloody hell. Blimey, are you going? Oh, no, I've done it once. Got to go, man. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye.